Mike Kissarm. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 173 of the Kiss FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. I am joined today by the gang. We've got Marcus Almighty. Mark. Greetings. 69th Blizzard, Ken. Hello there. And also very mighty St. Louis Kiss, Lonnie. What's up? <laughs> yeah, as always, it's like putting the band back together, back into a comfort zone. I've been busy over the last couple of weeks, done a lot of podcasts with a lot of different guys. So I do thank you all out there for having me on your shows and having me talk about, well, in the case of the uh, yeah. Destroyer podcast about me that was really nice good for the ego all right so we've got a few things to talk about before we get into today's topic and first of all the gene simmons vault lonnie how do how do we kind of start this uh little bit off uh i don't we, we can start it off by a text message i got yesterday afternoon from one of my best friends and he said kiss fans suck and he's exactly right i had to respond back that not all kiss fans suck but a good portion of them do and i go what are you referring to the vinnie drama the vault drama (laughs) and he said the vault drama yeah and he told me to go on and and look at this new group that's out there and all it is is bashing keith and people unsatisfied, people who paid and got what they paid for. You know, you 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 made a purchase and you got you you know you entered a contract by making a purchase and you got what you paid for. But it's pretty disgusting that people aren't satisfied. You got what you paid for, but you're still not satisfied because somebody may have gotten an extra signature or somebody may have spent an extra two minutes with Gene Simmons or somebody got an extra picture or somebody's gift, somebody's secret compartment gift was better than mine. So I'm not satisfied, even though, well, I, I, I swipe my credit card, I type my credit card number in and I got exactly what I paid for. And at the time when the vaults first went on sale, there was no secret compartment that wasn't even on the table initially. when they first went on sale, were they Julian? Cause I know you bought yours like the day of, yeah, I, I don't remember when it comes to clicking. I don't think there was. I don't think it was mentioned. I don't think, so. I don't think it was mentioned the in the initial day. press release. Yeah. So those people that bought it right away, you got exactly what you paid for. And that was a bonus. And if you get a boot shell like, like, like Ken did, or if you get Hello Kitty stuff, you know what? That's that's called life. And that's the luck of the draw sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes you... Sometimes you get a winning lottery ticket. Sometimes you get not a winner. Yeah, I, and if I, anyone, I, and if I, anyone, Lonnie, I, I want to interrupt you right there. Oh. Or if you're like me, I went into my yeah. vault experience with Gene Simmons, and I, I don't think I've told this story online, but I'm going to tell you today because I'm pretty pissed about how Keith Valcourt has been treated. You know, the guy is the global product manager for the Gene Simmons vault experience. That does not mean he's your friend. That does not mean he's your buddy. That does not mean he's a KISS fan. Whatever his fandom as a KISS person is, is absolutely irrelevant. When I went into my Gene Simmons experience, uh, vault experience, I he reached towards the, uh, c- the compartment, the secret vault, and said, let's see what's in there. And I'm like, Gene, no. I want to look at that at home on my own. My reasoning for that was I didn't want him to open it and to me be disappointed for me to react kind of negatively to like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) That dude just came out with a fucking watch and that's a used tampon. No. Um, So I wanted to experience that on my own. I didn't want to have any negative uh, vibes affect Gene and everyone else who was coming after me. And obviously, everyone is different. You may be like, yeah, fuck it, Gene, open it right now. Show me what you're fucking giving me. And that's perfectly fine. That's as valid as me. I'm not judging you. I'm not saying anything against you. What I'm saying is that I did not want to feel bummed out during my experience with Gene, not being impressed by what was in there. 
And you know what? It was just as fucking well, because I took my vault back to the car. And when I was with someone, he was like, you've got to fucking open it. What's in there, man? You cannot wait. And again, I was going to open mine live on this show. And I'm so glad I didn't because it was fucking empty. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that would have been better with Gene for me to open it up and, yo, what the fuck, Gene? It's empty. And then it would have been he got out his wallet and said, here, um, you, you know, it, it, it's one of those things. So he's like, the person who I was with was like, oh, you got to tell Keith, you got to tell Keith, you got to get this sorted. You got to get it sorted. And okay, we went back and hey Keith, my vault was empty. What the fuck? And you know what? Keith sorted out right then and there. Five minutes later, he came up to me with some items and said, "Here, you know, I'm sorry it happened. Here are some items that you know should have been in your vault. What were the items? Yeah, I, I've shown everyone. Are are they cool? Are they ten thousand dollar items? No, but they are items that came from Jean's collection, and, and that's cool." What is more important to this point is that Keith immediately dealt with an issue, sorted it out, and made me feel like he'd given me his full attention. So I, I'm I'm totally good with that whole concept and how everything worked out. That I got the vault home later, and after it had been knocked around in my car on the drive back to San Francisco, items in the vault had actually come loose. Um, but truly, you're just as bad as the rest of these people. You had to have more, didn't you? Yeah. The, <laughs> they had actually gone up in the back of the vault, which is why I, I told Keith and I told other people, check your fucking vault properly. Stick your arm up. Be a gynecologist. You're going straight up. Great analogy. Uh, <laughs> and out out of it fell a uh, a Clive Davis uh grammy award um, show party show invitation on in gold and a uh, what was it a um a, a 2014 backstage pass you know and you know he'd given me the almo um sheet music and the backstage right. pass for the uh uh the gene simmons edmonton show which i went to so you know there you are two items that i was given because it appeared to be empty and then two items that actually fell out of the back of the vault um, cannot complain how it was handled. So a great deal of respect for Keith. Now, what I do see is people on this message board thinking, well, everyone's now down to a certain amount of time because they figured out that they cannot continue doing the vault experience the way that it had been done. It was always going to be organic. It was mm -hmm. always going to develop that some things worked and some things do not work. Think about Gene, what he's got to go through. Lonnie, I mean, we were there till there. 10 o'clock that night, and Joe was the last mm. one to go in. And it started at 10 a.m., and it, we didn't end till 10 p.m. So Gene's on his feet. Gene's on his feet for 12 hours doing these vault experiences. Mm. And just like similar, similar to Atlanta, Julian, where the first people who went in there that day, spent a lot of time with Gene, just like the pe first people who went in to meet Vinny in Atlanta, spent a lot of time with Vinny. And I think as the day progressed, Keith kind of nudged him, like, hey, we still have 30 more of these things to do, and it's 5 o'clock. You know, we got we to gotta put the hammer down and, and start going. So, you know, everyone's experience is a little bit different, but you're still getting exactly what you, what you paid for and what you wanted. Yeah, what you are ultimately paying for is the Gene Simmons vault experience. Gene hand delivers a vault to you in person and signs some stuff. And and people are complaining about these autographs being down to two per person. Well, that's I, what, it, I that's what it always was. I, I, I witnessed with my own eyes people walking out. And so I just kind of sat there and just kind of watched people come out most of the day because I was just curious more than anything, what, like what people were getting written on the top of their vaults. So they always kind of take a peek at what people were getting written on top of their vaults, and they kind of show off their stuff when they walk out of there. So you're just like sitting outside the door, just like literally the best spot to be. And people would walk out of there with stacks of stuff signed. I mean, literally 10 or 15 albums signed. Oh, you know, that's and, – and the first thing I said when I got in the car that night on my way home and I was talking to my wife, I go, you wouldn't believe this. It's ridiculous. There's no way it's going to continue like this. And that's why it was taken until 10 o'clock at night. And Gene's yeah. probably just freaking wiped out by the end of these. And he said, you know what? I'm not going to be the bad guy, but you guys are going to have to limit these autographs because it's insane. He's got it, to he, have he's a being, bad He was being guy. taken advantage of. 
we, we've talked about this before. Gene Simmons is not supposed to be his own bad guy. Gene Simmons has hired people, Rhino, to be his bad guy. Keith Valcourt, as global product oh, manager, no. is that bad guy. And again, this is not any official word. This is our opinion. And Keith may not agree with it. Gene may not agree with some parts of what we say. We're just interpreting it how we see it from what we've experienced. And Lonnie, Ken, and myself have all been at these experiences. We've also had Scott out there at the New York one under a press credential to to report back on what the experience was like. And Nigel, of course, dialed in from Miami to tell us what that one was like. So this is not an attack. This is nothing. This is not you know defending anything this is trying to explain that it's become unrealistic and you know what there have been so many kiss events that i've gone to where people have taken advantage of the situation and you Mm -hmm. kind of mug paul stanley or tommy or eric or gene and get all this shit signed i've been to these events you know 2003 2004 the meet and greets where people would come in with fucking wheelbarrows full of shit to get signed and i'm there with two items because maybe i'm a fucking idiot i'm only thinking about well what are the most important things for me to get signed and what about everyone else i I kind of think think about my fellow kiss fans but there's always going to be some cunt who's got 29 things and then his buddy who he got in who's not even paying who's got another 29 so think about that, how that's fucked everything up for everyone. If everyone just went in with those two items and the two items and maybe a couple of extra things just in case Gene has time, it would have been perfectly fine. But when you've got 50 people to get through, 50 people who are paying the exact same fucking amount as you, who are do the exact same fucking thing as you with Gene's time, then you can understand why they put the law, you know... It's sad. And then to bitch about it and to start disrespecting Keith and saying, well, email Rhino and say what a cunt he is and get him fired. Are you fucking kidding me? How about about I email your job and tell them how much you (laughs) suck and how much you should be relieved of your responsibilities? I mean, that's that's as low as it can be to email someone's workplace and request quest that someone be terminated and be relieved of his duties what kind of person are you that that is the most disgusting act there is in my opinion yeah and, and, i mean and that and, guy's, you know you know what keith has a family that's depending on him and you're emailing someone wanting him fired because someone got an extra autograph or someone spent a couple more minutes with gene than i did even though i got exactly what i paid for yeah, so take a minute and that think about think about the latest episode of Podcast and uh, Ken's interaction with Gene and how he was taken care of by Rhino. Do you think that he should not have had any of that because you paid the exact same amount as him? Do you think that Ken was treated um, in a different manner to you and that everything is wrong? To which I'd say, fuck you. Ken was treated exactly how you would expect someone like Ken to be treated, that Gene was a compassionate, empathetic human being who fucking took care of someone who meant a lot to him. And someone who cared about the band. We all go in. We roll the fucking bones. We don't know where they're going to land. Can you not just enjoy what you've had? And yeah, there are some people from the Frankfurt experience who are fucking pissed that that getting canceled at the last moment. I get that. You've paid for travel. You've paid to go there. You've been ready for it. And at the very last minute, it was canceled. That sucks. You don't know all the details. Neither do I. But shit happens. Adjust, adapt, move on. Don't be fucking bitching about it. Ask for a goddamn refund if you're so fucking miserable about it. I'm sure that there are more than enough people who will actually look at the rescheduled date and say, oh, fuck it, I'm, I'm going to do it. Fucking, if, if you're so miserable, don't fucking do it. It's a special thing, and it may just not be for you. I'm sure you can pay $550 for the action figure if you really want one on eBay. <laughs> you might find someone willing to sell you disc one or uh, you know, sell you their sleeping bag. Some cunt who doesn't appreciate what they got. It's, uh, can we move on? Because this is like really fucking, yeah. it, it's so depressing. 
that it's different. Yeah, I, I understand some of the criticism. Nothing is perfect, but everything is what you make it. Can you enjoy yeah. what you have, what you receive? Yeah. Are, yeah. Do you want a my, refund because Preta Curis only stayed for five minutes? My, my high school algebra teacher told me something that stuck with me to this day. Life is attitude. If you have a good attitude about it, it's going to be totally different. But if you walk around and you're going to piss and you're going to bitch and you're going to moan about everything, well, then life's going to suck. Life is attitude. Have a good attitude about it. And you know what? You're going to be a whole lot happier. Yeah. And you might be dead tomorrow, so you might as well enjoy today. Yeah. How about that? Don't worry about anyone else. Worry about you. All right. So let's move on to some other news. Kiss Indie Expo. I got the first proof copy of... Fuck. This is beautiful. <laughs> the nice. monster. Very nice. I've managed to cut down the amount of pages a little bit, so hopefully the pricing is going to be a little bit better. So um, I think I'm going to have about 50 copies in Indie. I am also going to have copies of Alan's absolutely fucking sick reprint of Kiss Takes Tokyo 1977. Alan, thank you so much for letting me have some copies to sell in Indie. Um, if you miss the opportunity, there's some uh, extra little goodies inside each one of these, so I'm sure you'll be very pleased when you do buy them. Uh, I'm not jacking up the price for them either. 25 bucks. Mark, cool. what's going on in your life? Uh, give us an update on Project Gemini, what you're working on, how is the vinyl coming along? Well, I got the latest word from the pressing plant, and I'm not really surprised. Um, I was told that I will have the finished product by the last week of April. I was hoping before that it would be done, but due to, and I don't know if you guys have noticed this at all, but in the Canadian news, there's been a lot of uh, segments in the news lately about how vinyl has done a total resurgence in Canada as far as sales. Everywhere. And yeah, and so I'm guessing when that happens, you know, pressing plants are going to have more business and more mm -hmm. stuff going on. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I haven't been like kicked out of the queue or anything, but it's just my stuff is in line with everything else. So um, this time it's going to take a teensy bit longer to get my stuff done, but. Um, it shouldn't it shouldn't be any later than the last week of April and um, yeah after after I get everything I will ship it out um, also I got to remember too record store day is uh, the 21st of April so I'm guessing that there's a lot of acts who put in stuff for pressing as well this month because of that yeah. too so there's the other delay right there um, but yeah it's going well I'm working on the third album, as everybody knows, and that's going really well. I'm hoping that by the summertime I'll have that done as well. I already have a, the album cover finished. James, who did the cover for me on the first two, has already submitted the next album cover. It looks awesome. I will let people see it in due time. Not yet, but it looks really good. I'm excited about that. And, uh, yeah, I can't complain. Everything is going good. And I have an update about more band-related stuff coming out tonight on my YouTube channel. Awesome. So we should have this episode up tonight so you'll actually be current. Uh, yes. <laughs> all right. No other news, I don't think. I can't think of anything. Okay, Vinny's deleted his Facebook and has come back. Ken, you got anything? Uh, oh, you did buy one. I did not. Oh, nice. I did buy one, the poster you? book. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I mean... Uh, Is it worth hype? I think it is. I mean, I didn't pull out the posters, but I can see a couple of uh, cool shots. Some are newer, and then there's some older. Uh, that old one with the uh, the red background with the four mm -hmm. of them on it. The original four. The first with album. The red background. Thing. You know that? Uh, it's, it's around. Oh, no, there's another what, red session. I think it's a destroyer session. Um, oh, okay. It's hard to see, but I haven't pulled I haven't pulled them out, but that's kind of okay. Eh, a little I bit. I don't know when you're talking about them, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, I just I don't know. I wasn't gonna get it, and then I I said, oh, I'll get it to add it to my <laughs> magazine collection, you know. So I don't get everything, but I I decided to get that. So they're actually talking about doing a a Texas Expo as well. So 
I have inquired. Oh, no, I thought that was a, a KISS convention instead of a Texas Expo. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> they got the, who, the who, actual that was real fan, KISS logo. That, that was Phantasm, and they were talking about... I have no idea. There might be a Dallas Expo is what I think. Yeah, we'll see. We shall see. I've, I've inquired about a dealer table for that. I might as well get everything out of my out of the way in 2018, and I have no hopes for 2019. <laughs> There's too much shit going on. So, uh, yeah. Gene Simmons, of course, ta- touring Australia, and now Ace Frehley is going to be opening up for him using Gene's band. That's cool. Interesting. 40th anniversary of the solo albums. Okay, so let's get into today's topic. We yeah. do actually have one. It's a little bit of a topic roulette. A whole bunch of uh, different things that uh, we came up with to talk about. And I guess number one is your favorite uplifting Kiss song. Ken. Yeah. Well, for me, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's easy for me. Um, and it's going to be uh, I. Uh, you know, I believe in me. So from the elder... Um, I've always liked the song and, and just the, you know, the theme of it is, you know, again, one of those songs where, you know, you believe in yourself, don't, you know, don't need to get wasted, don't need to get wasted. I, and I don't, I wasn't a person that really got wasted. I maybe, I maybe drink a little too much sometimes, a couple times here and there, but, uh, that was it. That was the extent of it. And I was pretty much followed that tune um, of the song so that's that's the one that is my favorite uplifting kiss song mm. i'm gonna have to to yeah, think to, to think about that uplifting kiss songs I'm, I'm gonna have to go with a million to one positive happy mm. it, it, it's uplifting in in that it makes me feel good whenever i hear it Okay. Even though it's about loss, it's you know about relationships right. and all that shit. It's just one of those songs that makes me feel good. So, Lonnie, it's good. Um, I is a song that I listen to to get fired up. Um, last marathon I ran, I just kind of sat in my car before I got out and I listened to "Are You Ready" by ACDC, "I" by Kiss. And I believe by by Bon Jovi, as goofy as that sounds, but it's just a good, you know, you know, just I believe. Sure. Um, but it, but it, I listened like to the three of them like on a loop in my car for like a half hour before I got out. You know, just just a like a like a fighter sitting in his dressing room waiting to come out. You know, just ready to pounce. So like I listened to those like on a loop. So I is a great uplifting song. Um, and another one for me is um, I have the tiger. That well, that's that, that's on. Uh, that, oh, you play that while yeah, you are right. <laughs> when, when you hit about mile twenty, you hit that. You hit that and carry it through. But um, right here, right now is a good one too. That I would that I that I always listen to like in the first couple miles when I'm running. Um, is a is a good good one to get to get fired up to. Um, to kind of get gets my synapses firing, if you will, just to just fires me up so those are my two favorite like uplifting kiss songs that really kind of get me going living in america okay let's see the rocky song <laughs> that's more rocky that's stuff. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go up north mark well um flaming when i youth? saw no no <laughs> detroit rock city not flaming you no no, nothing from world. that album. Sweet pain. Nothing from that album. <laughs> Not that album. I mean, yes. Uh, but I mean, when I saw the question in the uh, on the board and we were going to discuss it, I right away knew which song I was going to pick because it's the same song that I mentioned several times. That is probably my favorite uplifting song, and that's uh, "Turn On the Night." I've always loved that song. Mm. I've always had that one as my Uplifting song has a great memory for me when I went to California that time with the convertible car that I got rented. I'd never forget that coming on the satellite radio and I was like, wow, this it was like meant to be hearing that coming through the stereo in California with the top down. It was like, wow, this is it was like meant for that situation. So um, but I've always associated that 
as a very uplifting song. It's it's very upbeat. You know, it has that kind of you know happy synthesizer part to it as well and stuff. And it's a mm-hmm. it's a good song. I, I I I I invite any Kiss fan to listen to that and not catch themselves tapping their feet along to it at least a quarter way through it. So I think it's a great song and uh, it's always going to be my pick as favorite uplifting Kiss song. All right. So so, I, so, no, so no one picked. I finally found my way to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if this can happen. Or nothing can keep me from you, you know what's that? Okay, that's the demo. That's all you get. You know, Turn on the Night's a really fucking good song. And you know, Mark, great pick. Um yeah, I, I didn't think you'd go to Destroyer for your safety zone. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the next part of our topic roulette, and that is why did Kiss or Universal? Let's rephrase that. Why did Universal pick Destroyer for the first colored vinyl? A lot of you, yeah, a lot of you have been lucky. You've already received your copies of the Red Swirl. Um, the red what other way to put it the red swirl vinyl version of destroyer which uses the 2014 sleeve and plates so it's nothing that you don't have if you haven't bought the vinyl already in the last few years um why did they pick it well because it's destroyer it's the best-selling studio album in the catalog um I wouldn't have done fucking red. I would have done orange, something that matched a little bit more with the color palette of the cover. But uh, there you go. Bye, Lonnie. Yeah, the orange. Well, you know, uh, I could see they they did it because, well, one of the things is uh, it's probably one of their better sellers on an average, right? Every year it probably sells maybe more than any other Kiss album. Uh Maybe except maybe alive or something, but uh, smashes. Yeah, the other thing is, you know, uh, and maybe I mean they they did three thousand. Um, they say. They say they did, printed or pressed three three thousand, but I thought this might be a precursor uh, to later. I'm hoping it's a precursor to later in the year when the 40th anniversary comes of the solo albums. And, mm. and maybe they'll do uh, the solo albums on the same type. Maybe a swirl, a green, black swirl, and well, the gene might be the same as the destroyer at that point. Um, but and a purple and the green, right? So I, I don't know. I, I thought maybe it's a test to to feel out the market and see how see how it sells the colored vinyl sells versus their you know the standard black vinyl. And therein lies my problem, that they're testing the market with exactly the wrong release, um, mm. marketed towards the wrong people. Yeah, it's cool. I'm, I'm very happy that they're actually doing anything. But who comes up with these <laughs> fucking ideas? Who actually sat down with Universal and said, let's do a red, a dirty red, it's basically dirty red vinyl pressing of Destroyer. Why did that person not sit down and say, let's do a fucking gray, silver, gold pressing of the very best of Kiss, something that is not already available in vinyl format, has not been available in vinyl format. You know, test the market. There is no fucking market. You go back and look at sound scan figures for Kiss over the last 20 years. There is no fucking market. What the fuck do you think you're proving that you can sell 3,000 copies of that? Go all in, all out, and do that double fucking vinyl set for the very best of Kiss. Even you, you want to do it cheap? Do a highly compressed single disc of the Millennium. The two albums that have gone gold Mm -hmm. most recently... Mm-hmm. and prove that there's enough collector interest. There's no casual fan going out and buying this shit. You're fucking kidding yourself. You're never going to get... Look at the stats for Love Gun Deluxe, first week sales. Look it at is. your first week sales of Destroyer Resurrected. Fucking get over it. You're not that smart. Neither am I. Instead, cater to the people who are going to pay that premium and 
maybe, like Ken, you just said, think about the 40th anniversary. Well, why didn't they think about the 40th anniversary of Alive 2? They've missed that fucking thing big time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, last year. Yeah. Do you know what? what? One thing that I'm kind of, uh, kind of scratching my head about a bit is why didn't they wait a little bit and turn this release into a record store day thing? Because if they wanted to go into more, to gather more people into it, I know a lot of people go to record store day because of that. They love the hype of it and they go and they, and lots of people buy lots of things during that day. They collect their money. They wait for this day specifically. And if you want to get people that are not only Kiss fans, that's your best time to get them because they're going to be in the record store going through everything and seeing what's in for record store day. And somebody might just go, Hey, I remember this album back when I was in high school. Cool. I'm going to just abide, you know, because it's record store day. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to try to snag people who are not just, diehard fans do it on record store day that's that's when a lot of people take a chance and buy stuff that they just wouldn't normally buy hello yeah instead they made you sign up for this stupid fucking mailing list that gives you yeah. your phone did anyone's did anyone read this the fine print of how they're going to use your fucking phone number i'm glad i've got a fake one that i could use because all the bullshit that they immediately started texting me jimmy hendrix um band of gypsies i'm sorry i'm not buying any modern pressing of that thank you very much um what else was there oh Um, there was other ones on mine too and then after i finally saw that they were gonna ship or they got the shipping information i i uh typed in the stop you know, yeah. which stops as, as soon as I ordered, text. I typed stop. Yeah. I mean, they were texting me pet sounds by the Beach Boys. Well, I already fucking know oh, yeah. that. So, <laughs> yeah. what do I need? I did that to me too. Yeah. So I understand that they're trying to broaden their their kind of advertising for all this other shit and sell your details onto everyone and their dog, as every business seems to think that they can do these days. But I don't think that's the right market, the, the right way to market Kiss. I think there really needs to be an exclusive outlet for Kiss vinyl that has hardcore people that are maybe willing to pay, well, let's say, twenty bucks a year membership to be a part of a, um, you know, a club. And when you pay your membership, you get maybe some freebies thrown out to you, whether it's art, whether it's articles or interviews, or maybe podcasts with uh, the people involved in the albums, and then you get these deals instead of signing up for your your phone you know putting your phone up. Yeah. i mean come on your fucking phone number just a pre-order so i you know the the last i read online was that they were like down to 100 copies of this bullshit bullshit they'll be in kiss no on, they'll be on kiss online oh wait they were on kiss online the week after being sold with t-shirts and a lot of people were pissed that that happened 50 of them supposedly on kiss online yeah, so, you know, very, very cool that it's the first one. I mean, it makes sense, but... I got to say that I got mine, and the top of it was damaged. Um, slightly, but enough that it was it was damaged. So I took a picture of it, and I sent it to that text number on my phone, and I just said, mine arrived damaged. And my wife's like, well, can you email? How do you how do you get a hold of these people to let them know that your product arrived damaged? Like, I don't know. This is like the only way I know how to even do it because this is how I ordered it. So I'm like, <laughs> she's like, well, what's going to happen? I go, I don't know. I said, we'll see what happens. And they reply back the next morning and says, we're so sorry this happened. Um, reply yes, and we'll ship you out a new copy and we'll ship we'll give you a label to ship back the damaged one. I'm like, I can't argue with that. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's perfect. They could have said, you know what? Those are the brakes, dude. They could have said, Lonnie. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Is this asshole again in St. Louis? No, dude. No, the answer is no. So So sorry. You order fried rice? Yeah. (laughs) Who who is this? (laughs) You've got the wrong number, buddy. So I I was very pleased that that there was nothing to it. So it was really good. All right. And of course, mine arrives. Well, I look forward to my copies arriving because I see people, I see people in Europe posting pictures of theirs. And I'm like, <laughs> you, you don't have yours. Like, I think I'm so fast. Where the fuck's mine? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I'm sure it's no surprise that I, I did not order one. So. Mark, I bought one for yeah. you. 
because I knew you had to have it in your collection and you weren't going to buy it for yourself. So I, I just took one for the team. You will be getting a copy whether you like it or not. You could say return to sender, scrawl it in Vinnie Vincent type characters, but you will have one. All right, let's move on to the next question in our topic roulette. What's the most overrated and underrated Kiss album of the 1980s? Oh, shit, I don't get to see Revenge. It's going to be interesting. All right. All right, Lonnie. Overrated. Overrated sales-wise is Animal Eyes, because it sold them, it sold very well. But I think that as far as an album goes, it's one of the weaker ones of the 80s. So I'm going to say analyze is overrated. Looking at it from a looking at it from a sales pers- perspective, and like platinum awards, I say analyze is very overrated for what it is. Hmm. And underrated is is Asylum to me. I think I think Asylum gets a bad rap, and no matter how many times we say it, that you know you can't judge it by its cover. And I think people look at Asylum's cover and go, oh, that's just '80s rock garbage. But if you listen to Asylum, it's fantastic. Uh, talk about uplifting songs, King of the Mountain. Talk about a song that'll get you going. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, and and I don't know. You, you could say, well, it's a cop out saying, well, Animalize is is overrated. Who's who says Animalize is great? But if you look at at sales numbers, Animalize had a lot of sales. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what else would be, and I and that's just my perspective. I don't know what else I would call an overrated kiss album of the '80s, because I'm not gonna sit here and say look it up or anything like that. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say analyze is overrated because it sold more than some of the better albums of the '80s in my opinion. Yeah, nearly double platinum, in fact. So there you go. I mean, MTV. logs and fireplaces don't make for art- <laughs> artistic. Uh, Never gets old. Yeah. All right, Mark, what about you? Overrated, underrated? Well, you know, it's funny because I can't argue with Lonnie's, uh, you know, theory and assessment of what's going on. But when I think of, when I thought about this question, I thought about it from the perspective of amongst KISS fans. And when I hear people talking about online and stuff like that, and frankly, to me, I, I think Lick It Up is a little overrated. I mean, I think it's a good record. But I think in comparison to how much people talk about it, I, I mean, I honestly think that it's not as good as people make it sound. I mean, I think Asylum destroys it personally. Uh, but, you know, I, I th- and I think in comparison to it, you know, hey, it has nothing to do with sales or nothing like that. I'm just saying that compared to how much I hear people talking about it, it's a good record. Yes, it is. But it's not, but it's not you know... To me, it's not as good as people make it sound like. They make it sound like the, <laughs> the second coming or something, you know? And it, and it really isn't. It's not that good, people. Listen it's not to Destroyer. It. <laughs> it's not Destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not, it's not <coughs> Asylum. That's what I'm trying to get at, because that is mm. the underrated album well. of the 80s. That album should have been all over the place on every top 20 list. You know, it should have been that should have been the one that we're talking about that went double and triple platinum, not not animalize. I mean, come on. Absolutely. That record is horrendous compared to Asylum. And, you know, I think we can at least agree on that. But, you know, like I said, I'm speaking purely from over the years, seeing on these boards and message boards, people talking about records. I think that that's the one that I keep hearing about that people really overrate in my opinion that probably isn't as good as people think it is okay so we have the underrated right yeah i said asylum Mm. okay ken voice of reason talk us talk us back from the edge please we need you (laughs) i may not like what i'm gonna say but i'm gonna i'm gonna start i'm gonna start though with the most underrated and the underrated is the elder music from the elder. Even though people are liking it more these days, I think it's way underrated. It's definitely at the time it initially came out, and people were obviously thrown for a loop, uh, causing 
the music that they were doing on that. Um, but I always liked it, uh, even from the you know my first listen. Um, yeah, I thought, what is going on here? But I, I liked what I was, I still liked what I was hearing. The more I listened to it, the more I liked it. So that one I think got a kind of a bad rap, um, and it's it's better than you know what people said about it. I think um, now <laughs> for overrated, um, my overrated pick is going to be Asylum. <laughs> oh come <laughs> and, on! <clears throat> well. You know, it's. I'm not saying it's a. It's a bad. I, I I enjoyed the album. I like the album, but I think there's a lot of. Uh, I guess it is, but you, you know, you obviously like it, Mark. I think it's your favorite. I think Julian's favorite. Uh, and there, I know there's other ones out there. People, Kiss fans that really like it, but I, I don't know what it is. I just, I just don't like it as much as say, Lick It Up, which Mark thought is overrated. On totally. his side, uh, but I totally, you know, disagree with that one. Uh, <laughs> but it's just the way it is. I, I still think it's a good album. It's tons better than Animalize. It's better than Hot in the Shade. It's better than um, Crazy, you know, Crazy Nights. Um, all that stuff. No, 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 no doubt. So it's not a horrible album for me. It's just I think it's just a little bit too overrated in my opinion he's supposed to be the voice of reason he is he still is i mean (laughs) you you know when when you talk with mark and me who became you know fans later on i mean ken you became a fan in 77 78 so you know you've got a whole you you had that progression of you lived through unmasked you lived through the elder creatures lick it up you know where my entry point is asylum so it's always going to be an important album to me that I never say anything bad against because that made me a fan of the band. So someone who became a fan with Destroyer or Kiss or Hotter Than Hell has a completely different trajectory than me that I can never have. So, you know, yeah, two, two, fuck, two fucks I cannot give whether you like it or not because you have your own relationship with that album in your history and I do with mine. So I'm, I'm not offended by that. When I think of, you know, overrated and underrated in the eighties, it's tough because I became a fan of the eighties, but I liked your pick for underrated. I think the elder musically is a great one, but I'm going to go one step further and I'm going to say that unmasked, Mm, is yeah. highly underrated when you think of the songs that Ace Frehley was bringing to the band when you think of the stuff that Paul Stanley was doing tomorrow I, I yeah. mean easy it's as soft. it seems what makes the world go round them picking is that you now take out of the equation the production and there are definitely yeah, the fail- there are definitely failings there look at the material that it is straddling hard rock into AOR as it was at the time. And I say, give it a second chance. Put it on repeat a few times and actually get into it. Because I know the first time I ever listened to Unmasked, Is That You, just blew my mind. And I didn't know anything from anything at that point. Yeah. That I didn't know that it wasn't a Kiss song. I didn't know that they didn't write it. I thought it was incredibly well performed. I, I know at this point that I still hate Shandy. I never liked it. Uh, but Tomorrow is a good song, and there's a lot of good stuff on there. So I, I, I mm-hmm. say give it a chance as an underrated Kiss gem of the 1980s that could maybe be um, played with in terms of a remix remaster. So you sound more like the voice of reason today. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it's, it's beer number six talking. Um <laughs> O- overrated is definitely animalized for me because I, I know it sold 1.82 million and there's just so much really? shit on the album. Paul's stuff is really good except for uh, Thrills in the Night which I I find absolutely crap. It's just mm, like it. turgid. <laughs> it goes on and on and on. He's not the voice of reason anymore. But the rest of it <laughs> un- under the gun fantastic kiss mid 80s rockers mm-hmm. heavens on fire fantastic i've had yeah. enough fantastic and then you have gene stuff gene stuff is not half as bad as people make it sound um 
but last it, couple songs. in terms of being the best-selling here. album, Burn. how can you have a song like "Burn, Bitch, Burn" be up there as a t- nearly a two million a double platinum album? "Burn, Bitch, Burn" double platinum? Are you fucking kidding me? "Lonely as the Hunter" double yeah. platinum? Are you fucking kidding me? No, well, it's it, all based on "Heaven's on Fire." That's what made it, right? One Murder song, one song yeah. took that fucking well, album. While the city yeah. sleeps is really cool. Um, I think I think Animalize uh, part of us uh, being a successful album is is due to the, the momentum MTV. that Kiss gained from Creatures to through Lick It Up. Yeah, it was the beneficiary. It was the beneficiary, was the beneficiary oh, yeah. of MTV and Vinnie fucking Vincent. In my not so humble opinion. Vinny was gone. It, it certainly wasn't. It wasn't built on the success of Mark St. John, who, by the way, today nope. is the oh, anniversary yeah, of his passing. True. Oh, yeah, that's and right. I'm, I'm yeah, glad we get the true. opportunity to mention Mark. You're part of the Kiss Army. You're part of history. However brief his tenure was. However worse than your bad mouth and ammo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, Mark, it, Mark was also a victim to Gene and Paul at that time, so... Think back to all the interviews that were given about how his work environment was. It's a it's a very sad part of their time, and that's why it's overrated. Yeah, and also didn't Exposed come out around that time as well? I mean, didn't that that could have maybe helped? No, well, later on. Yeah, that was later on. Animalized Live and Censored came out first, which uh, definitely helped things yeah. because as bad as it was in terms of the uh, up tempo, it was still a very visually appealing. You know, representation of Kissery at the time. I mean, I, I can't, I can barely watch that one now. Just fucking pretty cringeworthy. Oh, totally makes me cringe. All right. So the last part of our topic roulette. Really, color the first six studio vinyl really? records. It's crayons. <laughs> All right, Ken, get out your crayons. Uh, it's not too difficult. Oh well. <clears throat> let's see the first album i was thinking they could do a more if they, you know like a silver silver pressing kind of with with black i guess you know silver and black that was their main colors at the beginning uh but more of a silver as the main color with black um if there they could find a way to do something where it's you know really chrome like that'd be really cool but uh i don't I haven't seen it in any kind of pressing yet. Um, so that would be the first first album. Do you want to go to the second album? Yeah, just uh, yeah, do do them all. I'll go through them quick. Thanks. All right, Hotter Than Hell. Um, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Um, fire. I think I would do a. Well, they got the fire on there. They have red, silver, red and um, orange. I thought my red and orange. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that one yet. So, uh, Red and Orange later, maybe. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with uh, like a red with uh, silver swirls going on in that one, maybe. Something like that. Um, next one is uh, Just to Kill. Just to Kill is kind of a weird kind of deal because you got the uh, black and white um, gray. You don't want to kind of get too close to the what I, my first choice was on the first album. So what are you going to do? I do white with black swirls or whatever yeah. mixed in, right? The main color is white. So that I think that would work. Um, okay, next, the studio albums, right? Okay, so next one is Destroyer. The destroyer is the one where we do more like the fire color, you know, the the red and orange and yellow, whatever, to give it that kind of fire look. Um, I guess it's more red and yellow. Um, I don't know how they would do it, but uh, yeah, that would work, I guess. Uh, what's next? Don't forget it. No, rock, <laughs> rock and roll, roll over. over. Rock and roll over, of course. Um, so rock and roll over. I would give it like a blue, some kind of blue, maybe a lighter blue, like the blue that's on the, the uh, album. It's kind of a lighter blue and mix in. 
Hmm. You could put orange, mix orange in with that, maybe, with the blue, the orange swirl kind of stuff. And then the next one, Love Gun, I'd be like a that opaque green or whatever the, the color would be, you know, that greenish color uh, with, um, that's a, I guess maybe with a, a red swirl kind of stuff in with that. That might be a really <laughs> pukey looking thing. Might be really ugly. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's a tougher one for me. So that's that's what I would do. That's brutal. <laughs> would you buy any? Of this? <laughs> no. Not uh, le- not unless they came in a box like the Japanese uh, originals box set. Mark, how would you color these first six studio albums? Well, I mean, I thought about this, and uh, for example, the first record I always thought, because I've never seen Kiss do something like this unless I'm incorrect, which I could very well be, but I've never seen a, a totally clear vinyl record yet from Kiss. So nice. I'm thinking maybe do that for the first record, you know, clean slate, beginning, clear. Right? And then uh, I was thinking that for the for Hotter Than Hell, I've always liked the idea of the yellow because the yellow color always seems to be the thing that stands out in Hotter Than Hell as the on from the artwork. So I thought maybe a yellow kill. Uh, uh, maybe am I freezing or? Yeah, you're freezing a little bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, for. Dress to Kill, I was thinking maybe to do a sort of splatter vinyl that can, that mixes the two colors, like the black and the white that's in within it to kind of give it a bit of a different look, right? Because you don't want to just make it like a black or just a, maybe not a solid white either because it's... I know a lot of... This is weird. I know a lot of people don't like solid white albums for some reason. They always say that there's something to do with... They find that they get really dirty easy when you handle them too much, but anyways... Yeah. Um, I always yeah. I always found the white album to be very overrated. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, but Destroyer, um, I'd as sooner blowtorch it than color it. But um, what I would do for that. Um, God, yeah, it has Detroit Rock City on it. What a, make you make it into a, a, a tray, right? That I could do. Yeah. A vinyl. Maybe a nice turd brown would be nice yeah. for that color. Oh. For it. What about there you go. That's Detroit Rock City, King of the Nighttime World. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. Like a nice diarrhea brown. That's perfect for for that album. There you go. Um, then we'll move over Scratch to the best, best record, which is Rock and Roll Over. And uh, I would always go for more the orangey type of color for that. You know, okay. I think that really suits it and uh and i have to agree with ken for love gun i think that that sort of greenish aura that they have on there really suits that and i think it would while it might be an odd color to press on vinyl um i think that if you really you know take a good look at some swatches and find a good green there to do you can you can probably make a really nice green pressing of that all right i'm going to jump in here Love Gun. Aqua, blue, translucent. You know, a little bit like uh, oh, like someone else's album that I remember came out, Mark. That color, I think, would work absolutely perfectly. Project Gemini Blue. How about that? Um, it it kind of ties in. Maybe a little bit tending towards the green to tie in with that. But uh, that would work fine. It has to be bright orange for Rock and Roll Over. The primary orange on the cover has to be the color of the mm-hmm. vinyl for that one. Dress to Kill has to be kind of that pastel purple for me, maybe with a little bit of a cream swirl in it, taking that beige, that, again, primary colors of that cover uh, would just work. If you think of the Mexican Unmasked, and how they got that really deep swirl effect going through it. If you yeah. had the pastel, the purple, to the um, the beige, it would be absolutely incredible. Mm. Dress to kill. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be German Panzer tank green. That that dark green of the cover, just solid. I don't want white. 
white vinyl sucks um no interest whatsoever i want that dark i want that green that i used to paint on my tanks as a kid like olive 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 yeah olive drab i think it was Army. called back. olive drab yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's it would be would be perfect for me uh hotter than hell okay. has to be kind of flame effect so i want red orange and white mixed in there in a in a okay. kind of explosion and then the first Kiss album is the most difficult one. I think, Mark, I think you said Clear. Clear Slate to mm-hmm. begin with. I like that. I, I, I didn't consider it, but maybe Clear with some sparkles in it. Yeah. If you can do like a metal kind of flaking or something in it. Yeah. 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 yeah, totally. Yeah, but with, cool. with, a, with a generally clear background, that would be awesome. And I, I, I have yeah. no idea if any of that is technically feasible. It's totally, it's, it's totally on aesthetics. So... Lonnie, you yeah. get to you get to close us out with uh, maybe the voice of reason on this. Black vinyl, went, black vinyl, black vinyl, black vinyl. Yeah, <laughs> I went with first album being white because the black, you know, the album cover itself being mostly black. How about the vinyl inside being white with maybe some black mixed into that? Um, second album, I went with orange, like the like the same colors that orange banner that says hotter than hell. That kind of orange. Um, for the vinyl itself with maybe some some black or some flames like Julian was talking mixed in. I thought that was a cool idea. Dress to Kill, I think you just got to stick with the black and white theme and just go gray for for Dress to Kill just to make it match uh, the cover. Just kind of like a gray with maybe some like black. suits. Yeah, with maybe some, some black splashed in type stuff, you know. Um, it Destroyer. Was, it was certainly matched the production. Gray. Yeah, there you go. Destroyer has already been chosen for being the red. Um, rock and roll over. I like what you guys were saying about the orange, but I think maybe making it blue, like like Ken had said, like the the blue of the Kiss logo in the corners, mm-hmm. I think would be would be kind of cool and make it kind of match um, the cover itself. And for Love Gun, I just went with I like Ken's idea of the green, but I, I went with kind of like a purple for Love Gun. It might be unique and make it different. But at the end of the day, does it really matter? No, because you know what? We can put out any one of these albums. And you know what? Kiss fans are just going to buy it. And not only are we going to buy it, we're going to buy two of them. One to open and one to keep. That's right. I've seen plenty of those on the internet already. People out there, two copies. One to open and one to keep. So you know what? Why not do it for the rest of those original five albums? Because we've well, already, already shown the Kiss fans are going to buy it. Someone was already selling one on eBay for yes. like seventy nine bucks. God knows I needed another copy of Destroyer, so you know what I did? I went out and bought another copy of Destroyer. Oh, bought two. We bought two. One to open, I one got to you. keep. Pardon the hell out of me. One to open, one to <laughs> see. And that's oh, and that <laughs> is that's totally what's nuts that they're already up on eBay selling them for more than they were purchased for. And you yet can still buy. There's you can still fucking <laughs> buy them. <laughs> We we really need psychological help in the Kiss Army. I mean, we are really fucked. We're our own worst enemies. We buy mm. two. Who's buying yeah. them on eBay when you can still buy them for thirty bucks? I bu- yeah. you know you know we buy three of them: one to open, one to keep, and one in case one's dinged. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> oh we all need more copies of these albums. Yeah, we're all the kings of buying music we already own. So. All right, so so that's uh, a little bit of uh, topic roulette, a whole bunch of shit. I mean, do I even dare going on the FAQ and see what people are talking about? No, I'm not going there. I haven't had that, I haven't had that mm, much beer yet. No. So, <laughs> so no, you're not pissed off. You're not pissed off like you were in the beginning of the show. Better uh, not come to see what know, people are talking about. You know, at the, at the beginning of the show, yeah, I I was annoyed, mildly, that. Uh, you know that we can take something that's supposed to be good and really turn it around and fuck it up. I mean, Kiss fans, we are our own worst enemies. Whether it's our expectations, whether it's our hopes, whether it's you know our opinions, thinking that they're more important than reality. You know, rock the fuck on. I'll be dead tomorrow. It's not Very guaranteed. positive message. Though. It's not yeah. guaranteed. Yeah, and, and and you won't have enjoyed your experience. You will have fucking denigrated it by being so pissed off that someone got that extra third autograph rather than 
you know, whatever. Well, yeah, two of my autographs you couldn't even see. <laughs> yeah. It was the same color as the background. I was like, oh, boy. If anybody should have been pissed and posting rants online, it should have been Ken. But Ken took the high road and didn't. And every time we talked about we'd ask him at the beginning of the show, hey, Ken, where's your vault? And he would calmly explain, well, this is where we're at. You know, if anybody should have been posting rants and like trying to go after people online, it should have been Ken with how much how long he waited after he paid his money for his vault. But he yeah. didn't. Yeah. Is it, not the- you know what? Ken's a classy guy and he didn't. He understands yeah. it. He understands that, you know what? Things happen. I'll, you he know, knew he'd get it eventually. Yeah, and the funny thing is, too, that even through all that, when we were doing that one podcast, me and Ken together, and it actually got delivered to his door, I actually filmed the reaction that he had when he got it, and the joy on his face was unbelievable when it finally came. So, you know, I mean, even through all that, you would have thought that he probably would have been maybe a little bit still kind of cynical about the whole thing, having waited that long, but no, he he was elated. I mean, I had the visual proof of it, so there you go. Yeah, and I didn't. I, I didn't say stop the show. I'm gonna open it now and look at you know inside. I yeah. He said, okay, let's continue, and uh, we finished the show, and then I you know opened it up after the show. But uh, you know, uh, this is another thing. You know, Keith was very helpful. Uh, you know, on that one Gene Simmons vault site, and when I you know I expressed kind of my frustrations on there, he did say hey email him and then also to you know cc him on all my correspondence with uh rhino with the customer support there so he was very helpful he got on there he got involved and and i believe he did help get my vault to me a little bit quicker uh even though it was you know already a month or so you know late um but he, I, I believe he helped, and he, he, was, he was trying his hardest. He was, he's a busy guy. He's been, and he was traveling the whole time. Uh, he was communicating with me, um, so you know, I, I could have. Did I go out and say, hey, uh, you know, I didn't get it as you know when I was supposed to. I want, you know, it's going to be your job, and I didn't. You know, there's no reason for that. Just try to figure out what the problem is and try to resolve it. Try to do it calmly. Trying to not, you know, ruffle feathers either, you know, because if I'm going to do that way, they're going to say, well, screw you. Yeah, we'll just send it whenever we want to. And then, you know, maybe you won't even get a special compartment gift or who knows what. But uh, I, I was very lucky I got what I got. And uh, did I think I deserved it. I I don't know if I deserved it or not, but uh, I thought, you know, that's something I... I, I was hoping for something like that, being a big Gene Simmons fan from the beginning. Uh, so it, I just lucked out and won the lottery on that one where I've never really won a lot of prizes or you know lotteries in the past when I played those kinds of things. So it, it, I've been a Kiss supporter, and I just feel like, well, maybe it's finally, after all these years, something paid off after, you know sticking by them all these years it's kind of just the the kiss gods uh, spoke or something <laughs> yeah. so anyway that's that's all i'd say I, I just think you know keith has been an upstanding guy and he, he's been helpful even the customer service people were very helpful and uh you know i don't have anything bad to say about him i mean i finally got it and that's why i paid for it. i'm satisfied you know you know the funny thing too is that Considering that he's traveling with Gene everywhere and doing as much traveling as he's doing, the fact that he's willing to also, you know, do that on top of all that, that's, you know, that's really going out of his way, I think, because he doesn't he doesn't really need to, I don't think, go right. that extra mile for that stuff. Yeah. I mean, he, he can already say, well, I have my hands full working with Gene and organizing these, you know, get-togethers and these signings. I mean, I don't have time for it, but he's not, I don't think he's ever said that once to anybody so hats off to him for that exactly yeah and and here you go this is a case study and no good deed goes unpunished you know he went above and beyond trying to help people out and it got to the point where he was really being taken advantage of and kind of inundated by it and it had to get to the point where he had to say just contact 
customer support at you know he can't right. be juggling all of that with his day-to-day duties he can't making do it all. sure that all of these events he tried to make everyone happy and instead ended up making you know maybe uh, not enough people happy and himself unhappy which is uh, you know a terrible shame in terms of what was trying to be accomplished with these in making everyone who purchased a $2,000 vault feel special and spectacular, there's always going to be people who are not going to be happy no matter what. They think that $2,000 gives them some total fucking, you know, Uber experience that, you know, everyone has a different expectation for what $2,000 means. You know, is that so typical that of the, the age we live in though, that everyone has to feel special. Well, someone got something a little bit better than me. Everybody has to be special. You know, everyone's not special. I mean, Here's your slice of fucking pizza. Sick. Take it. God. <laughs> Lay your five bucks down on the table. Take your slice. Go fucking eat it. It's everyone's not special. Yeah, you're not mm-hmm. fucking special. You're doing the same thing as everyone else. We're all getting the same thing. We're looking in our vault compartment and seeing if it's something cool or maybe something not so cool. And that's just fucking life. Deal with it. Move on. You know, they, they, they're doing a good job, uh, you know, maybe we'll hear some other stories out of people. But, you know, instead, you've run someone off who was sharing a lot of inside photos, stories and whatnot. Now that's gone. So I hope you're fucking happy. All right. So that's our show for this week. Topic roulette and a little and, and a little bit of, uh, you know, Again, it's our perspective on things. You know, your perspective is different. That's perfectly fine. This is ours, and you, you may have seen that Lonnie and Ken and I kind of are on the similar plane, and that's just how it is. Take it or leave it. So chime in with yours. You know where to find us. Facebook, Kiss FAQ. Come over to the cesspit, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.